0: and I'll just yeah no I I mean yeah that coyote man I'm telling you I need to I need to repay the pickle but I keep forgetting about the pickle but look enough about the pickles let's 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 bring these people on cuz we're live welcome into the weekend spread we've got a big big slate for y'all last bedlam some big games in the SEC so let's just get right to it this is the weekend spread what is up everybody welcome back to the weekend spread i'm your host bobby howard with me picking games on this week 10 slate we've got jensen maxwell ty lee <coughs> and uh also providing live world series updates the captain himself boat and blake uh guys um bit of a wild week last week um a lot of ups a lot of downs but overall we're we're here we're we're uh here in the last month of the college football season, just just trying to make it work. Um, so, um, look, we'll, we'll just uh, Jameson, you you kick us off. Would what, what you? How are you feeling right now? Where we stand entering the uh, final stretch?
1: Yeah, I can't talk about this. I have to atone and come out and make a statement. Yes, <laughs> and Blake, yes, I, I need <laughs> Blake to hear this. I I messed I up. told you I, what what I did was extremely wrong. I got cocky last week, guys. I saw Blake pick Kansas and I thought this was an opportunity to push another man down. In actuality, I pushed myself down. I want to apologize first to Jason Bean, the quarterback. Um I was with you since day 1 and then I abandoned you and I'm really sorry. That's I, I'm I cannot be forgiven and I just hope that one day
0: I can pick Kansas and not get shit for it. Well, you know, it's, it's fine to not be a bean lever. He didn't even
2: play. He played all right.
0: He played okay.
2: He played horrible. He played horrible, but he made the plays when it counted. I knew going into that game, I was very confident. When one Jameson goes against the Bean Man, I knew that was easy. Jameson (laughs) going against any of his lovers—they're always going to cash. They always are going to disappoint him whenever he turns his back on them. And so I knew that was going to cash. And then Bobby still had not eaten the pickle yet. The Fruity Pebble pickle is still out there, and things just keep happening to Bobby—very bad things—and I. those two combos it was a lock that was the pick i felt best about last week and yeah it was from start to finish it was a great one so uh yeah as long as the fruity pebble pickles out there i know not to trust or go into war with bobby that's I, I. I went
0: nine and one. The one was a pretty bad one though because there's was the yeah. Shooters. It was
2: the one. It's the most heartbreaking thing. And Bobby had a ten-team parlay. The one that didn't cash. I guess it had OSU or, or TOSU. But uh, TOSU was minus fourteen.
3: Like that was Oh okay. Bush.
2: Yep. 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 Yeah.
3: So,
2: the, the that is nine and one with that parlay is worse than going 0 and 10. I'm sorry. It's worse than going 0 and 10. You would rather just go 0 and 10 at that point. So I know not to follow Bobby into his toughest battles this week. That's fair.
0: That's fair. And we got a pretty tough one with Bedlam on the road in Stillwater. Ty, how are you feeling? Just a quick check in before we dive into the slate.
3: Yeah, I'm feeling good. Unfortunately, uh, I was not, well, I'm not feeling good physically. I'm feeling better than I was earlier, but I'm feeling good about the slate. Uh, We had, comparatively, I guess, kind of a rough week. We went 6-4, and four, same as Jameson. We're kind of in lockstep down there. Um, I have one more loss because I I played my uh, pot of greed, which was a win, uh, but I have one more game on, on the record. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. I mean, I, I, I do have to say, I missed the OU Kansas post-game uh, podcast unfortunately, but Blake just summarized it perfectly. Uh, Bean played terribly, but he made the plays when it counts. Uh, Bean knew that when it was crunch time, when there was like two minutes thirty seconds left, the smartest thing to do was to put the game in Jeff Lovey's hands, and he knew if he did that, uh, he would win. <laughs> so he threw an interception, obviously on purpose, because um, when does Ethan Downs ever get an interception? Um, yeah, they were going to score yeah, the too rest quickly. Is history. Yeah, they, Bean knew what to do. Bean is a you know four D chess uh, when it counts. Shout out to the Bean Man for doing what he needed to do by giving. Jeff Levy, the keys to the game.
0: That's hilarious. <laughs> all right. So quick check at the standings before we dive into the slate. Uh Bowden Blake leading everything at 52 and 45 after an 8 and 2 week last week. I'm right behind him at 52 and 46. We are tied in the win column. Uh, I had that aforementioned uh nine and one week. Jameson sitting at 48 and 49, not far behind at all, uh at six and four. And then Ty right there with him. Uh, at 48 and 50 uh, with a six and four week as well.
3: I do want to say that Blake, unfortunately, well, fortunately for Blake, unfortunately for everyone else, um, he's being handed the win here because anyone who knows ball knows that Blake should have been penalized by at least 10 losses added to, added to his record for picking Florida against Georgia this last week. That was was bad. Bad. Ball takes I've ever heard. I think he, he forgot that Anthony Richardson wasn't there anymore. Um, which would have caused I, I picked, I picked, even more, I picked but...
0: Houston versus Kansas State. I think that's the hugest L. <laughs>
3: that was, that not was atrocious.
0: It. <laughs> we we knew that Houston team was awful, especially on the road, and that was mm. that was a bit stinky.
1: See, that's what happens when I turn back to my old loves. You No, know, I did that, and you know what? It didn't work. You got a little cute with the
0: Duke game, too.
2: Yeah, yeah, that would. It's okay. I told you, I told
3: you, like. <laughs> Another island another ball, not nowhere game.
2: No, okay. Only
0: one island boy hit last week, and it was Blake with Kansas. Everyone else, it, 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 they were it, they were what one in four islands were one in four. It was, so pretty tough, pretty tough go. It's okay. Yeah. We move on. We move on with winning records this week. Let's let's hit this slate. Yep, let's do it, Jamison. We're kicking this thing off with a. Surprising top 15 matchup. Um, I've had this one kind of hanging out in the uh, slate for a while, and I've kind of been ready for Missouri to drop out, but they haven't. The number 12th ranked Missouri Tigers, uh, seven and one, five and three against the spread. They're heading to uh, heading between the hedges to take on the Georgia Bulldogs. To, um, not top ranked, I forgot to change that one. They are ranked third in the CFP poll, uh, and they are eight and oh, three and five against the spread. Dogs favored by 15. You can find this one, 2.30 p.m. Central on CBS. Blake, as the uh, number one picker, once again, you lead us off here. Who do you like in this game? They're
2: number yeah. two, by the way. Sorry, Blake. That Dude, is that is true. Uh, I'm not going to get fooled. I, I got fooled last week into picking Florida. Not going to get fooled into this one. An easy, easy, easy one for Georgia. I think this, this Missouri team, although they played strong, They've really played nobody, and, like, Georgia hasn't either, but at least I trust Georgia to actually get things done. I don't trust Missouri. Missouri's one loss, as Ty will probably get to it later, was against an LSU team, which does not inspire any hope, a team that has no defense and has Jaden Daniels as their quarterback. So I'm not the highest guy on Missouri. I think Georgia's finally hitting their pace. I think even without Brock Bowers, Carson Beck looks like one of the top, like, four or five quarterbacks in the nation. He looks fantastic. Uh, so I'm just going to make this one easy. Give me Georgia. Also the fact that Missouri almost beat him last year. I feel like that's just, that's that's fuel to Kirby Smart's fire just to be like, you saw what happened last year whenever you slept on these guys. They kind of almost bit you in the ass. They're not going to do it this year. Give me Georgia.
0: Yeah, no, this is an easy one. Uh, I feel like every other year we have a situation where an upstart up like, SEC East team comes in to Athens, plays Georgia, and it's like, oh well, this might be a you know a pretty trap situation. Georgia's always ready for it, and they always win big. Give me Georgia minus fifteen uh, over Missouri.
1: I'm picking Georgia, but I don't think this is as easy as y'all think it is because I think you know Missouri's got some offensive players that can at least keep this game somewhat close enough for a backdoor cover, but don't rule that out. I'm going to go Georgia, but I wouldn't put money on this one outside of the weekend spread.
3: Yeah, I like the dogs in this one. Obviously, I've been high on the dogs. I think that they've played down to a lot of people this year, and I I was very impressed by the way they played up um, in the world's largest cocktail party. I just think that you know, looking at their schedule, it gets increasingly tougher. It's not necessarily a super tough schedule. Uh, They followed this one up with a game against Ole Miss, and then a game against Tennessee. And then, of course, their in-state rivalry uh, with the scrap dogs to, to close out their regular season. But I think they come into this one. I'm kind of with Jamison Wright. 15 does worry me a little just because the score of how that works out, uh, being, you know, just over it's it's gotta be a three-score thing. But I think it's very, very likely that Georgia, I mean, I think Georgia wins this one big and easy. A little bit worried, but I'm I'm very confident in the dogs in this one. That, that my closing made no sense there. I'm a little worried, but very confident. <laughs> Give me the dogs.
0: <laughs> I think I know what you mean. I kind of get you. I kind of get you. That you're you're confident in the dogs, but you're freaked out by the 15 number because the 15 number is weird.
1: Yeah, I'm um, a little worried,
0: but uh, forget it. We ball. <laughs> I like <laughs> it. I like it. Uh, let's move on to the other side of the SEC. Uh, where the 14th-ranked LSU Tigers, 6-2 overall, 5-3 against the spread, head to Tuscaloosa to take on the 8th overall um, Alabama Crimson Tide, 7-1, 5-3 against the spread. Bama favored by 3. This line has been shrinking. Um, Find this one, 6 o'clock – well, sorry, 6.45 p.m. uh, Central on CBS. Ty,
3: who do you like in this? This one, Right. People are like, oh, well, Bama, they've been down a little bit. But you're saying LSU coming into Tuscaloosa, Alabama, where Bama has lost this season already, and Bama's only favored by three. What's happening here is the same reason why slot machines at casinos, every now and then, like once a week, you know, they'll pay out like a big jackpot. Vegas is giving you this minus three for Bama right here. They want you – this is not a trap. This is not, you know – Cheese in the little trap. This is one that they want you to win so that you continue to play the game and lose on all the other ones. Bama minus three is so clear to me here. It's in the thing about this LSU team that y'all got to know. I'm sure y'all are going to dive into it, but I came up with this the other day. I'm always very proud of my own takes, but this is just USC, but worse in every way. So imagine like what if USC went into Tuscaloosa? and all you had to do was bet that Bama would win by three, even this Bama team, Bama down here, this LSU team has just way worse Caleb Williams, a way worse head coach, a worse defense. They're literally the exact, they're like USC, if you try to draw USC from memory, and then you also weren't good at remembering things or drawing. Give me the Tide minus three, easy money.
1: Good. Yeah, this is the easiest pick in the, in the spread. Because LSU's defense on the road has been atrocious. Let's throw out the Mississippi State game because Mississippi State is already cheeks on offense, but let's, let's go on a little ride here for LSU. 39 points to Missouri, 55 points to Ole Miss, all these games on the road, and then 45 to Florida State. Here's another quality opponent. And I understand Alabama's offense isn't you know what it used to be in the past, but They're going to look really good versus LSU defense. Uh, Give me Alabama easy here.
0: Yeah, not a lot to say about this one as well. Uh, Alabama has not really, has obviously been slept on a bit. Everyone's seen that USF uh, scoreline, that performance. They know they lost to Texas. They haven't looked like themselves. In fact, they kind of look like this weird, scrappy, fun team. Like if you, if you completely took off their branding and just put like, I don't know, a a purple horned lizard on them, then you'd be like, oh, they're fun and scrappy. They, they win all these games close, you know, they're, they're really endearing. But the thing is, they're just, they're Alabama. So you, everyone wants the tide to fall. Everyone wants them to be bad, but they're a better team than LSU. Everyone's completely forgotten about the LSU Tigers after they got their, got mollywhopped by uh, FSU, and, you know, frankly, they just haven't done a lot to impress me since. They beat Auburn pretty good, and then they beat Army recently. It just, I don't know. I, I don't think the Tigers are back by any means. I think they're a pretty poor team. And I think Alabama at home is going to run away with this one.
3: And just, just to clarify, beating Army, I think, used to be, right, OU fan take, but beating yeah. Army used to be fairly respectable because they presented something Completely different to you. They always kept it close. You know that one was like, "Oh, you beat Army," but you know they might be an eight and four team. That's not this Army team. No,
0: nope.
2: agreed. Oh, they're that ain't very it. poor.
3: Very bad. Very and bad. They're,
0: and they're not going to be independent anymore, Blake. What, I know.
2: They're going to the American. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? The it. Americans going to be such a bummy conference now that SMU is leaving. Like. It's uh, Tulane's gonna go back to the original form, not Club be good. That. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, SMU's been playing well. It's that's the funniest part about it is like this SMU team is probably pretty decent, but the fact that they lost to OU and then got demolished by TCU the next week is just like, even in our worst, we still beat you, but it's gonna be horrible. And, and they're not even like a fun conference either because I'm like, Conference USA really sucks, but they at least play on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and that's fun. It's just like, American football is going to be like Saturday's really crappy performances and I guess, like, they're doing a weird scheduling thing with Army-Navy. It's technically, like, they'll never play each other in conference, but it's, like, it's not considered a conference game because it's played after, like, it's played after the championship game. Oh, weird. Yeah, so, oh, like, so they weird. can't, like, they have to do something weird with it because it's, like, it's like well, a... What exhibition. if they both make
0: the... Wait, wait, what if they both make the American championship?
2: I think they both, they play it twice. Like, oh, I think...
3: <laughs> yeah, it's, that is awful it makes it kind of makes it's it's like a ou texas thing whether or not you're gonna put the hat up basically
2: but it would gotcha. be hilarious that they like, also don't think it's
3: ever gonna happen up. it's one of those yeah, like it's, yeah i don't think. Happen. so it'll fair, almost fair. definitely happen like next year <laughs>
0: yeah within two to three years it's happening oh that would be
2: you have to watch it twice <laughs>
0: all right like who do you like in this game
2: I digress. So I want to be cute here. I like LSU a little bit. I was on them at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I thought they were going to win the SEC West, but there's just a looming thing in my mind that if I chose LSU, this is like the Florida game last year. Ty would be leading the show next week with the ball, not know or take. And I think <laughs> he's kind of right because the, the LSU defense is horrible. Like Harold Perkins was touted as this like godsend to defense He's kind of been low key cheeks this year. Well, you want to
1: know why? <laughs> it's because they're not even playing him in the right position. He's he taken away from, from the Ryan edge Ryan rush. Telling. They're trying to play him as like an inside linebacker and like have him all over the field. It's just horrible. Just put him on the edge and let him run. It
2: makes sense. He needs no to be sense. going downhill in kill mode the entire game. And they don't you, do that. You just have to have him like a Micah Parsons role. You're just always like kind of lining him up to just go like nuclear on whoever the quarterback or whoever's in front of him. I don't know what they're doing with him, but. I, I gotta go Bama. It's, Bobby said it best. They've been scrappy, keeping it close. And like, we keep on thinking this is a different Bama team. And it probably is. Like, it's probably a little bit different. They're not blowing teams out, but like they're going to get Bama-like results, it feels like. It, I, I just have a feeling they're going to be 11-1 and going into the SEC championship with a chance to go to the playoff. Like, even in their worst years, they still stumble into these really good records. And also, it's just like, Nick Saban he's done it before but doesn't do it often doesn't lose to like the same teams twice in a row I think like probably the last one was Ole Miss maybe Ole Miss with Hugh Freeze like it's been a while Uh, like he he's just so good about that like we th- I I feel like every year when AM plays them frisky or AM beats them like I'm like oh it can happen again no it doesn't like it just doesn't happen against Saban so, three points at home. That's just home field advantage. And I think Bama's just all around the better team. So, give me Bama.
0: All right. It's a sweep for the tide. Moving on to our next game. It's the fifth ranked Washington Huskies, eight and oh, three and five against the spread, though. Sheesh. Um, going on the road to take on the USC Trojans at the Coliseum. Uh, USC ranked 20th in the country. Seven and two overall, two and seven against the spread. These are two very unpredictable teams who have had a just really poor runs of form recently. Uh Huskies favored by three is some road dogs. You can find this one 6 30 p.m. Central on ABC. Blake, who
2: do you like in this one? This is a weird one. A really, really weird one. Washington the beginning of the season was a wagon. You can't spell wagon without Washington. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know because okay, this Washington team has looked horrible the last two weeks. They almost lost to Arizona State at home, which is inexcusable. Arizona State stinks. They're, they are a horrible, horrible program. And then they go up against Stanford again and kind of play it close against them. And I know Stanford gets a little bit of the limelight because they beat Coach Prime at home. The Stanford team's not good. They are just not good. Like, they don't have dudes anymore. It's not, it's not your Andrew Luck Stanford. Like, Stanford's probably one of the bottom five or six Power 5 programs this year. And they're, like, messing around With them. But on the other side of it, USC is just giving up on defense. Like they're just going to allow teams to run all over them. They don't care. They're going to try to get in these shootout fights because Cal, they're frisky, not great. Cal was leading at halftime. Like they almost lost to Cal. It just seems like this USC team is quitting in front of our eyes Caleb Williams is just not it I feel like Washington at least has something to play for and that's really what it comes down to it like for me it's just like Washington can still make the playoff they can still make the Pac-12 championship USC is toast they're done like they're, they're going nowhere this year so I'll take Washington with a three I could just see this one being just like 56, 53 Washington push type of thing. Like, I think this is just going to be slinging the ball all around the field. So give me Washington just because I think USC's defense is just hot garbage.
0: Yeah, I don't think the past couple of weeks for Washington have really been indicative of who they are. I think after that Oregon game, they might have gotten a little bit bored. Yet you can't get bored against the defending Heisman Trophy winner with USC and Los Angeles, all of this. They're going to be up for this one. Um, Michael Pinnock's, you know, despite his faults, despite how poor he's looked, he's still probably the leader in the clubhouse for the Heisman Trophy. Um, And I think he's going to put on a show. This is a primetime game, ADC. And I, I just, I would be shocked if we saw a lackadaisical bad performance from Washington here. We know who this USC team is. They are buns. That this team is bad. And essentially, I feel like, It would be a close game if it's like Washington at like a, they're pretty bad and USC at their, what they are. Um, But I think Washington's going to come out and really just blow the doors out of USC here. Uh, So give me Washington minus three. I feel really comfortable about this, which means it probably that's where they get. I, I I mean, I can see a world where USC does it, but the problem is
1: the world is not this one because they have two losses. And like Blake said, this is going to be a want to think I don't doubt. For one second, there is a significant portion of this locker room that's lost, especially on the defensive side, in terms of want to and just having that extra edge. You need to go out there and have an edge when you're playing one of the best offenses in the country. It's going to get absolutely ugly on the defense. We thought it was bad as of recently. Washington should absolutely just have a clinic on them. I don't think USC's offense can keep up. Give me Washington, minus three.
3: Yeah, I think Washington is, for some reason, severely disrespected in in the media rankings. I like I, I cannot wrap my head around. I understand I have cold takes every week, but I cannot wrap my head around how Florida State is ranked above this Washington team. It doesn't does not make sense to me. Um, with all that being said, it, there's one thing that we really really have to consider. This Washington team is good. They've had some down weeks. I'll maybe excuse the Arizona State one because they've kind of been scrappy with a lot of people. Um, The Stanford one, like we said, inexcusable. Phoenix, I think, might win the Heisman. We might have the worst Heisman. In like a long time, that this Heisman race I sucks. Yeah. So, well, this national championship race, like, JJ like is
2: probably gonna win it because they play a bun yeah, schedule uh, till Ohio State, and he is not the best player in the country. It, 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 so,
0: genuinely, really should State, it genuinely shouldn't be. It genuinely be, it should be Ollie Gordon right now out of Oklahoma State, honestly. Like, I think what we've seen, he's they won't
3: get,
0: they won't get. They probably won't give it to a Yeah, like OSU has never had a running back when the Heisman, but obviously Barry Sanders was a little bit different. Um I don't know. And it, he
2: came in, he came in in the, like kind of the middle it was of the a year much different story. That's like, the problem. Which, which would be pretty yeah. funny because Mike Gundy
0: would have cost him the Heisman after barely handing him the ball against, you know, <laughs> South Alabama. It's
2: yeah,
1: nice. I don't think I don't I, I unless he just continues a ridiculous amount and even does better i don't think ollie gordon can be in the conversation just because I mean, he's rushing for 250
3: start. a game he right? might he might have 10 <laughs> touchdowns against ou if bobby doesn't take the pickle
1: that so, is true I, actually i did not fair, take that consideration, i know i thank You're
0: you not taking the the pickle into account <laughs> ollie is gonna like try to try to make sure i get nowhere near fruity pebbles pickles or fruit roll-ups anywhere he's on a heater ever since i i, I denied
3: the pickle um, well, oh, right. The smart pick, the clear pick, the pick that you would make if you weren't in last place is Washington, right? Washington is the clear favorite for the pack. They're, I think, they have a pretty clear path to the CFP if they just continue to win out, even though they're being disrespected, because they, you know, they've really cleared the major hurdle and their obstacle, although they may have to face Oregon again. But what did I just say? The Pac-12. What do we know about the Pac-12? What are they always going to do? And Washington can probably afford an upset here or there. But what they cannot have is an upset by a team that's just good enough that the way the wins and losses work out, it screws them up. And that team is, of course, the USC I'm still so gonna pick Washington. I just wanted to oh lead into God. this thing like I was gonna take USC. Oh my God. I do have to get that out there though. Like I want to make that take, want to make that take clear and out there. If USC does pull the upset, quit. It will be the most packed Hit 12 team man. ever. No, this is not a hedge. This is a roast of the Pac-12. Really, this, guy right this, this guy right now. It would be the most. Legitimately said, oh,
1: I, you just said I'm gonna pick Washington, but I want this take out there that USC can win.
0: That is. That's absolutely no, brilliant. I, I see where he's of. coming from. It you was know, said it the was same he, not, thing. It, it would be, just, no, it no, would be he legitimately
1: that. just said that he can pick either way, and no matter what, he wins. He's you essentially macking. You
3: this. said the same no, no, thing. Well, well, it doesn't well, play both sides record, either way. All right, all right. No, I'm not. I'm providing content to the viewers. They might not know yes, that the Pac 12 cannibalizes every
0: year. and you know, I think that's fair. This feels like a cannibalization moment, like. In the past, if you like, you flipped the the resumes, you flipped the teams, the brands. Like, I feel like we've seen high ranked USC go into Washington and lose. You know, like that sort of thing happened. So, I I I see what you're going for here, Ty. But we've, yeah,
3: we yeah, we do have to remember we have had no
0: comments gone. or anybody, and I am so yeah. sorry. It just now know. came in. Yeah, shout out Timothy. Yeah. Shout out LKBN. <laughs> I don't Lord don't King know. Big say Nuts. Say his name, thing. Bobby. Say his <laughs> King name. King name, right name. We don't have sponsors right now. Lord King Big Nuts, what's up? Good to see you Still in a center without sponsors. Timothy, good to see you And Timothy uh came up with the idea of calling me the uh roadrunner because I killed a coyote, but I love it. I love it. Good to see you guys. Um <laughs> the vehicle, we demand justice. It's yes. great. Um yeah, we had we had our stream our stream yard had some errors so we couldn't see all of y'all, but it's good to see you guys uh, watching uh, from around <laughs> the country. Um Ty, I'm sorry, did, did you have uh any oh, final no, mob, I, final I was mob? just saying
3: don't, don't let we, man under, no, his... we have to remember, right? We're given all these like oh USC might keep it close to my it's a three point line. You gotta go with the yeah.
0: Washington. Agreed. Yeah, you, you take the better team by three every time. All right, let's move on to a Thursday night Big 12 battle. It is, uh, this is the, what, battle for West Texas, I guess. (laughs) Battle for the saddle,
2: baby. Battle (laughs) battle, for the saddle.
0: Apparently it's not a big
2: enough deal to protect the rivalry, Blake. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> we should, let's just get to that now before I get into the picks. Brett okay. Mark, I know you're going to make a bad decision at some point, but what are we doing here with this scheduling? Four protected rivalries, and that's not four protected for each team like most conferences are doing. Four protected for the entire conference. We're getting rid of Farmageddon. We're getting rid of Battle for the Saddle. We're getting rid of the Butt Bowl. What are we doing here? What? Like, this makes no sense. This... The schedule stinks. It sucks. I We're not playing Texas Tech every single year. That doesn't make sense. Like, Cactus Gang, we hate each other, but that's what makes college football fun is when you play the teams you constantly hate so you can rub it in their face, you can beat them into the ground and say, y'all are worse than us. I hate it. I hate what we did with the schedule. The, uh, and it doesn't even like the three protected rivalries make sense because then you can do a whole, like you play every team every like four, like two years or whatever. Yeah. I like that. The way we did it, it's like we play Houston for three years, like one team for one year. Like, it makes no sense. It's not like we do play every team, but it's not on a, like, good cycle. That it's just like when you evaluate our schedule, you're like, well, next year's really easy, but holy crap, the year after that, like we're on the road against every good team in the Big 12. It makes, it just makes no sense. It makes no sense. It's parody, but not
0: every year over, just like over a 4 year span it's just not it's
2: not a very good system and honestly it's really bad i'm like hoping they go back to the drawing table and are like "It should nobody it's one of the result i don't see this on the internet a lot nobody is saying that this is good like i think at best people are like our tcu fans are like oh baylor is protected like i guess the rest is fine but most people are like furious about this like it's well, you're- it's
0: you're 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 not protecting the the teams in Texas playing each no. other. You're not protecting Farmageddon, which I know people don't think of Iowa State, Kansas State as like a big rivalry. That is the longest ongoing series in college football, not just yep. the Big Twelve, not just the region college football. And to not protect that is is honestly a little bit insulting to the history of the conference. And you know, well, we're OU fans. We make fun of them. The Big Twelve all the live long day here and there. But at the end of the day, it's a conference that deserves a lot more respect than to just be thrown into a blender. Like rivalries and regionality doesn't matter. Yeah. Obviously pretending that a, a conference where, you know, Utah is going to have to go to, you know, uh, West Virginia and Orlando is it, like, you know, regionality doesn't matter in
2: that type of conference, but at least kind of make it somewhat work. Just
3: make, not yeah. Yeah.
2: Try to create rivals, like, even ones, like, even if you can't come up with two or three, try to create the rivalries. Like, that's kind of how rivalries work, is, like, you play the team all the time, so you're constantly, like, having to go against them, their fans. Like, it's not going to build, like, an OU Texas, per se, but, like, there could be some fun ones that just, like, start existing if they're playing every single year. You
0: don't have to civil conflict it, but, like, there are stuff you can, there, there are rivalries you can make, make sense, so... I'm with you there, but we we've talked a little bit too much about the Big 12 as a whole here. Uh let's get into the game itself. It's the TCU TC Hornfrogs four and four overall, three and five against the spread. They're heading to Lubbock on a Thursday night. Uh Red Raiders, three and five overall and against the spread. Uh Raider Red favored by three here. The uh that's where the that's where Tech's favored, I guess. Uh uh you can find this one 6 p.m. Central on FS1. Again, Thursday night. So, Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like in this?
3: Yeah, I, Blake, who is playing quarterback? Is it still the, the vacuum guy? Oh, yeah, he's the only
2: one. Like, we, we only have two, like, legitimate quarterbacks before the walk-on. Like, we have no quarterback depth.
3: Hans Franz, this would have been his – he would have been perfectly aged, yeah, too. True. I know. He would be he Hi, like he a, a redshirt
2: sophomore now. He yeah he's up at Yukon, uh getting I know injured this again is, but oh, such a terrible,
3: of course he went to Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievably just a uh, domino effect um
2: you can't blame him he is not from America he doesn't know like he doesn't know the rich traditions of these programs to not go <laughs> yeah, to it's all home. the same. It's probably, all the same to him. He saw last year that UConn went to a bowl. He's probably like, "This is a great program." Like, this won the
1: basketball national it. championship. I mean, like, this yeah, is like, a sports team. It's probably well, hot on U- people's thoughts.
0: USA and Germany actually played a. Uh, they actually played a uh, friendly at UConn. Maybe you just saw the upcoming friendly schedule. Uh-huh. i like, "Ooh, you know, let's go. We're gonna go watch. I don't know, German soccer." Uh, anyways, Ty,
2: you got it. I'm sorry. Oh,
3: um, okay, well. Hoover, a vacuum cleaner quarterback at TCU. He's he's the perfect quarterback for TCU because Blake has always given this take about it's actually really good if your quarterback throws interceptions because it's basically just punting, but you make an attempt. And what did he get? He got a dude who has like a one-to-one interception to touchdown ratio. So give me the frogs. I, I don't like tech that much this year. And, uh, You know, a lot of metrics are favoring the frogs to just win. I think it's pretty even, but tech minus three. I got to go with with the frogs here with the value. Please don't tell me FPI is the
1: metric you're talking about. Well, I' it's, it's, it's the only <laughs> metric. It's the only metric.
2: When you said that, I'm like,
1: I
3: <laughs> stands for friendly <laughs> pick ind- ind- indicator. <laughs> Pate is sick. Pate is sick. So I didn't have the Pate poll to work off. <laughs> as my second, <laughs> <solid> <laughs> I'm just saying. You and Pate, maybe, maybe the same person.
2: I'm I'm addicted to the FBI because, like, it has been debunked for about 10 years, like, why you should not use that stat, but it's, like, one of the only stats that is given to the college football playoff committee. Like, it is, like, one of the only ones that they see, and, like, anybody that knows anything about numbers is, like, this is the worst stat you could look at. Like, do not look at the FBI.
3: <laughs> well, it's, like, it's, like, 50.1 to 49.9 in TCU's favor on FBI. Lord bless our souls.
1: All right. Um, this is what I've been doing the past couple of weeks with TCU. I close my eyes and I envision how Blake's going to talk in the group text for the, the week after this. And I just see it. First half, Hoover's got two touchdowns, zero interceptions. He's got about 180 yards. And he just leads the Frogs to a win and brings back a little bit of joy back into himself. This whole like undulating path that Blake's going on with the Frogs where he's like, oh, we're back. And then he turns into, oh, we're horrible. It's going to go right back up, baby, with that big win that he needs so, so bad versus his beloved Texas Tech. I can just see it. Everyone just close your eyes and think about it for a while. Think about it, listeners. You'll hear it next pod. He's going to be high on Hoover again. So So, let's go, Frogs.
3: So you're saying Blake's going to get a semi-rivalry win and a World Series in, like, the the span of, like, two days?
2: It is. is, This is the most
3: high-leverage
2: week for me because it's TCU-Texas Tech, which, like, I might jump off a building if we don't beat Tech. We have to close out the World Series. We've gotten to 3-1 before, and we know how that went. And then Cowboys-Eagles is on Sunday as well. Like
3: that is getting overlooked. That that is like a big. That's yeah. That's it. I am a hundred percent in on TCU then because that's two legs of your little three leg parlay are gonna hit, and then the elbows are gonna put up a stinker, and you're gonna be at the end of the week like. What was it all for? (laughs) That's the problem I'm having right now
2: because nothing ever, none of my teams win all at once. It never happens, not even in a weekend format. So I'm like, who's going to give of these three? Because these three are pretty big games, pretty big moments for me right now. Which one's going to give? I don't know which one I want to give. I know for sure not the Rangers, not the Rangers. I don't think I can come back. I I cannot like that one, but I I can't choose. I can't choose between losing between the Eagles and then losing between Texas Tech. I, yeah, you sacrifice
0: uh, the Cowboys. They're going to let you down eventually.
2: Yeah, but I, the Eagles have looked bad this year. I'm starting to believe again. We saw what we did to Matthew oh, no. Stafford in the Rams last weekend. Matthew Stafford won the yes, most elite in the NFL in 2023.
3: Yeah, now no, Matthew
2: Stafford in 2023 oh, God. is we're, looking elite right now. We're not Still having a Matthew Stafford conversation,
1: me? are we? Elite. Oh, so he's looking eat? great. Oh, god. At no, no, you're just Puka looking Nakua at the would be lines of Cooper Cup and Puka nobody. Nakua. But okay, nobody
2: without salary. that. Oh staff. my god, that's okay. a
1: ball not nowhere. Let's move back to college football. No, ball that's not a ball. J-Jabison,
0: J-Jabison, you. So you picked the frogs, right? Yes, I picked the frogs. All right, I'm 100 going to be an island boy on this one because there's no Thank way. Blake's god, we have the frogs. had all the
1: same picks. Yeah, oh, no, no, no. God.
0: I, I, I'm surprised I'm on island here, but. Let's be frank, TCU has looked absolutely incredibly atrocious on the road. Every single road game, they completely crumble, fall apart, look completely non-competitive. And look, Texas Tech, obviously not exactly, you know, great by any means. They're pretty bad. However, I feel like at home, they have enough juice, they have enough gas in the tank, and frankly, I just don't think TCU is very good this year, uh, that I feel like with a Thursday night crowd, you know, I I I get that it's not going to be a packed AT and T Stadium, Jones AT and T Stadium, of course not, but never is, never is, especially when they're bad. But I think there's a little bit there where I think they'll get a little bit rowdy. Power the Ra- Red Raiders to a win here. Now it's a rivalry. Say what you will about about like how many fans come up from dallas whatever and how bad tcu is they still have that we just were in the championship kind of glow to them even though they're horrible uh i think tech gets up for it um and i think they they roll pretty solidly here so tech uh tech minus three
2: hey baron morton's back baby I don't care. Like, that's the thing is, like, people are asking on the boards, what's Bear Morton doing? Is he playing? Is he not? I don't care. I don't care who's playing at, like, for Tech's quarterback. Because I know one thing, even in TC's worst seasons, we dominate the rivals. We dominate Baylor. We dominate Texas Tech. In that little cluster, we are the best team. It doesn't matter how good we are. It doesn't matter how good they are. We just own them. This is the easiest one on the board. Give me the frogs. Bobby's talking, oh, bad on the road, bad on the road. We played on the road three times this year. Kansas State, which was horrible. I will admit that. Iowa State, where our starting quarterback got injured, and then we beat, we whooped Houston on the road. We have not been that bad. And this is not a road environment. See, exactly. That should give me more empirical evidence because that Houston crowd, that absolute <coughs> nobody in the stands is going to emulate more what it's going to be like in Lubbock this, uh this Thursday, they don't come on Saturdays. They're not coming on Thursdays. That's all I got to say about that. So not really a big home crowd. TCU just owns tech. That's the, that's, that's what it boils down to Bobby. It's just empirical evidence at this point. We just own them. I don't care who's starting for us. I don't care if we're to an entire team of walk ons, we, we're winning this game. We are winning this game. Frogs, money line, give it to me. And if just for like a little smart person take, uh, Texas Tech runs the cover three. Uh, the smart football people tell me that Hoover carves. Carves it like a Thanksgiving turkey. We're now in November. Carves up That's that cover three. Size. We got a sample size of one, baby. But carves <laughs> it up. Give me one. give me the frogs. He's going to... Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay, look. After hearing that from Blake, any of y'all guys want to, you know, mulligan and join my side? Because honestly, no. I, no, feel no. No. I feel I significantly know. better about my pick. Sample no. size is of one for... Car-
3: new- how many... If somebody 100%. carves a turkey one time. That's all your, you need to see. How many turkeys quarter- do you have at Thanksgiving that need to be carved? Carved your turkey one time. Are- good carving.
0: Your quarterbacks are named after a vacuum and what I can only imagine to be a Dune character. Let's move on to our next, uh, our next uh, pick here. It is, the, I, I'm just going to call this a, like a culture shock bowl. It's uh, the BYU Cougars, five and three, three and five against the spread, heading to West Virginia. Two mountain folk, very different mountains. Uh, The Mountaineers, uh, five and three over here. Five uh, five and three um, against the spread as well. Uh, They're favored by 10. You can find this one 6 p.m. Central on FS1. Blake, kick us off here. Who do you like?
2: Whoo, this is a this is a toughie West Virginia big line, but it's it's pretty easy for me. I just feel like BYU can't get off the mat anymore. They're like frisky enough. Like they played decent against Texas in the sense that like Texas didn't completely blow them out. Sure, did Texas cover the spread? I believe so, but yeah, it's yeah, the it was 17 it, and a half, too. Yeah, and Bobby's favorite stat net net success rate. BYU always the lowest like they somehow the plays they do well keep them in games it's usually like a third and long but they're just like they are just winging it this team is not good they're not good at all I just just give me West Virginia get Timothy Green in the chat we're not going against West Virginia I've learned my lesson learned it against UCF that was a wrong pick wrong 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 give me West Virginia
0: yeah I'm not gonna speak too long on this you just trust the model paid the hell out of the new teams it keeps working um and not only that but be this is I believe the longest like distance traveled in the big 12 having to go from Provo yeah. Utah all the way over to uh Morgantown that's not easy um that's that is quite a difficult road trip
2: what about the boy, weather Bobby well, hot is <laughs> taking let me tell you from. about that weather
0: am i
3: fly
0: yes do they have to keep their pads on while they fly ty west virginia no that's a west virginia special they keep west virginia keeps their pads on while they fly (laughs) we all know that west virginia (laughs) is not (laughs)
3: flying it's a home game for them
0: bobby exactly that's (laughs) what i'm saying they're not flying because they're fine um no i look i i'm more interested this game is all right west virginia is gonna win they're gonna cover I'm more interested in just seeing what BYU fans is, uh, what their experience is tailgating. You know, I I just want to see that. I need to see the reaction of one Mormon getting a jar of something clear, mysterious and unmarked outside of uh, outside of uh, Milan Puskar Stadium, because uh, that would be just beautiful. But yeah, BYU, they don't they just do not have it. Uh, West Virginia, I, I think they have enough to get this one. They're They're a very OK team. You know, they're not. They're not at the top of the big 12. They're not a bad big 12 team, but they're like, like they're the most middle of the Would ground. You say team they're the third? Ever seen. No, they're not third. They're not in that pack.
1: Um, yeah. Not the yeah. Same level West Virginia
0: minus 10. Easy, easy pick. Jameson.
1: Yeah. I like West Virginia as well. I still think they're a good team. Obviously, you know, I wouldn't put them in the same, you know, number three in the big 12 uh tier, but I I really like this team, and obviously I feel like a lot of people have kind of been just throwing them away With after that Houston game. I understand that. That was a heartbreaker. And then you go on to lose to Oklahoma State, who's a really good team, honestly, what we're seeing now, that next week. Let's not throw away West Virginia. BYU on the road has not been it. Not been it. The games they've been scrappy this year, it's whenever they've been at home. On the road, uh uh-uh. Give me West Virginia, minus 10.
2: Didn't they beat Arkansas on the road, they
0: did, but Arkansas is horrible. Yeah, yeah that's no, true.
1: Ar- that's true. Yeah, I exactly. I'm not, I'm <laughs> I'm not saying anything about Arkansas. Ty, what you got?
3: Look, this is Bobby kind of touched on it. It's the mountain people who developed an entire way of life to justify not drinking versus the mountain people who developed an entire way of life to figure out how to drink more. Regardless of what laws may be enacted. Tax I like free West baby. Virginia in this one. Tax-free. Right? Yeah. <laughs> this doesn't even necessarily pertain to the football, but I like West Virginia in this one. I kind of turned my back on West Virginia at one point. I should have known better. We're riding with West Virginia. We take our wins with West Virginia. We take our L's with them. But I like them in this one, right? I'm a constant BYU excuser on this pod. This is not the year for that. The traveling's gonna get to them. West Virginia is not an easy place to play. Oh, you fans should know this. We've had some scrappy games in there. West Virginia gets up for games. They care about games. I love West Virginia minus 10 in Morgantown.
1: We well, are nice. such a freaking hive mind right now. There has been a total between, like, you know, combining all of our picks, a 20 picks, and we have been 19 of them together. And there's only one pick that's different this is ridiculous
3: no the big we, differentiator we, 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 games are coming up though yeah, it yeah. we're <laughs> about to get to them
0: but i mean we've been good together like last week we didn't have a lot of differentiation and we were really good i think we've
1: started that, to hit that, that was like rude. the only gonna, week that
3: that's happened
0: the, bobby
1: can you introduce this next one and we're all gonna pick the same side probably uh
0: let's move on to our next game
1: this no doubt a about
0: wild one. the <laughs> UCF Knights three, three and five save overall. the viewers time three please. and five against the spread, zero Big 12 wins, heading to Nippert Stadium to take on Cincinnati 2 and 6. 2 and 6 against the spread. Ugh, zero Big 12 wins as well. UCF favored by 350. Uh, you can find this one 2 30 p.m. Central on FS1. Um this, one's,
3: this one is just a stinker of a stinker. Ty, who gets Not their first Big 12 win? I don't even think it's possible in modern college football, but best case scenario, this ties somehow, and both teams still have zero Big 12 wins at the end of the week, uh, would be absolutely hilarious. Uh, just quick fire, you know what? All standard disclaimers aside about who does and doesn't own space, they tried to claim the ladies from West Virginia at one point, which was egregious. West Virginia, thankfully, has called them out in that in that hype video. Give me Central Florida, the Golden Knights. I think they get this one. I think they get the win. I think they get the cover.
1: Yeah, everyone's going to pick UCF here. Simple as that. It's like Cincinnati. I don't care that this team is not good. And I was going to make a funny joke. I was like, it might be... A little nippy at Nipper. It's not even going to be nippy. It's going to be sixty-two. Like that's just another negative for the Cincinnati team. Give me UCF. This is one of the easiest of the week.
0: That's just Orlando weather, right there. Yeah, it's Cincy. Sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. It's UCF. It's UCF. Easy. <laughs> no, No, that's not a mulligan. again. That's not a ball again. No, no, no. It's a misdirection. <laughs> I, I've had. Ty has had no. way clunkier, uh misdirection. He took his about- <laughs> hand off the piece. Yeah, but they've been intentional. There's a there's no, an no. intention. <laughs> You can't try to get me on this one. UCF, look, they've been... Both of these teams have been bad in conference play, but UCF has at least, like, looked kind of good, and they just can't get it. They they, they look close to getting that win, but they just can't figure it out. Um, This is their first game against a former American team, and I think they're going to be fine. Cincinnati, atrocious, tragic disaster. Uh, The Scott Satterfield era is off to exactly how i thought it would happen exactly how i think blake thought it would happen it is not a good fit not a good hire frankly they need to cut ties with him right now because i know Cincinnati's at a disadvantage we knew they'd have an uphill battle but satterfield is not the guy um Malzon goes in here and this uh american uh, athletic conference classic gets a win that's all i need to say
2: yeah, Cincinnati just emulated Texas A&M, like, taking Jimbo, but at least Jimbo won a national championship. I, like, everybody in Florida State wanted Jimbo out of that that building, and A&M gladly took him off their hands. Same with Cincinnati with Satterfield. It makes no sense. Malzahn actually has a direction, has a feeling for it, and UCF is, like, actually, although I give them a lot of hate, kind of surprising they haven't had a Big 12 win yet. Like, they have decent players on that roster like just being in florida in general you're gonna have some decent guys cincinnati has nobody they don't emory jones sucks they can't even figure out how to use emory jones the best way to use them is running and they just don't even scheme that up give me ucf
0: yeah sweet for the knights here let's move on to a pretty fun one this now this one is where we split i think there is no way we're all on the same end on this one It's the 21st-ranked Kansas Jayhawks, fresh off a big upset of the Oklahoma Sooners. I just... just,
3: What, Ty? No, 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 you can go. Sorry, I thought you were done. Jameson, you good there, bud? No, I'm just... no way this is going to be all of us. No again, way. But We've already stopped. There's no way. We've we no already stopped, Bobby. I just want to let everyone know, viewers and y'all know right now, if y'all three go the same, I'm going the same regardless of what my take. <laughs> <is>. Fair.
0: Fair. <laughs> At this point, it's business, Ty. At this point, it's business. Uh, it's the 21st ranked Kansas Jayhawks, 6-2 and two overall, 4-4 four four against the spread. They're heading to Ames to take on the Iowa State Cyclones, a resurgent team, 5-3 uh, and three, uh, overall um, and against the spread. You can find um, – Iowa State is uh, favored by two and a half here. Find this one 6 p.m. Central on ESPN. Um, Blake,
2: kick us off here. Who do you like? Oh, this is a hard one. Bean Lever. I was the only one that was a Bean Lever last weekend. He looked bad. Like it was bad. We touched on it in the intro, but it did not look great at times. But they were still able to find the dub. But just a A principle I go with after the big wins, especially for a small school like that, a team that has had no success in football outside of their Orange Bowl run. They were a little too happy. Iowa State. Iowa State's actually looking good. Matt Campbell has brought that program back. He took the criticism. They have a good defense. Jameson's making me a little bit believer and Rocco Becked. He's like looking (laughs) decent, looking decent. I just feel like Iowa State at home is a little bit of a buzzsaw now that they actually have a good squad. This Kansas team, they're just so fortunate. Like they just, they can, their schemes are great against really inferior competition. But when they play the big dogs, they just can't seem to get it done. Sad, sad, but I think yeah, the Bean Man. If he's gonna make mistakes like that against this Iowa State defense, like he did last week, it's gonna bite him. It's gonna bite him because OU threw away that game last week. Give me the Cyclones.
0: Yeah, three words: aims at night. um Kansas, yeah, great win against OU. But like, like Blake just said, I feel like they they really gave that game away a lot of t- times, and OU just wouldn't take it. Uh, I think this is a totally different situation. I, Kansas had a whole week to prepare for OU. It was a very different scenario. You know, that that hype in Lawrence, all that, it doesn't travel on the road after the win. And even though I like Leipold a lot, I just, I feel like that drop-off is going to be pretty, pretty steep. So give me Iowa State, Matt Campbell, third best team in the Big 12, uh, continues to roll, gets a solid win. And I think they win by a margin that's going to surprise a lot of people. Um, that I think will be a little bit shocked about how about the state of Kansas on this one, honestly.
1: Uh, okay. My mind is telling me one thing, but my heart's telling <laughs> me the other. <laughs> and let me tell you something I am so sorry. I, I seriously, I have to do something so drastic right now to forgive myself for what I did to Bean. I feel like I abandoned him, and I'm not going to take. This Blake saying he played bad he played bad oh you're just gonna look at all the negatives that happened on Saturday guess what he played some pretty good football I thought in the rain against a Heisman quarterback who didn't really do much let me tell you something he didn't play well but I think in the in the in the weather and the situation that he's in I think he was the damn Heisman good. quarterback no, a Heisman like contending quarterback. Sorry, I who who well, Dylan Gabriel Dylan was in the conversation. No, see, no, Dylan no, no. no yeah, I didn't buy that. Conversations like there he was, was two in that. people, not a of like,
2: national people, like, yeah, some people were no. talking about it for that's... like a solid two weeks. Well, after ESPN that. national, yeah, the, the, the national, not, national not, media was not just, about it. just that's it. the people Everybody who vote for the
1: Heisman. So, what else do you want me to do? I don't care about your view of who thinks to win one good game, one good
0: game. He's
2: been doing so I, this Do I think,
1: I, do I think he, he deserved it? I wouldn't have voted for him to win. But the national people were talking about it. So, therefore, we've got to talk about it, too, because they're the He's people who vote for it. Just a guy. That. But what I'm going to say is, I think I Jason right played along. good in the situation that he did. I'm going to back him here. I'm going to pick Kansas. I'm going to put my neck out. Oh, Let's I feel go, great about
2: this one now.
1: <laughs> this is Beans exactly
2: what I was out.
3: saying
1: last week, Blake don't forget it whenever i said oh blake's picking kansas feels so good now you choosing with your
2: heart has a zero percent success rate like it never works out i feel great about this But let me tell you something it
1: feels so much better whenever it does hit yeah it's burned me a lot of times but whenever it does hit oh man that dopamine just goes straight out of my substantia nigra right into my veins it feels good I, I think Iowa, Iowa
2: State understands that there's routes across the middle that you have to cover, and that is going to be that is going to be a hard one for Kansas to right. swallow.
0: For the record, I think I lost all faith in Bean when he sli- slid at a one yard line on third and goal. Like that's pretty bad.
2: Yeah, I, I think I'm bad. I
0: think I'm no I'm no longer a Bean lever. I think I, I think I've turned in my Bean card. He somehow took the charge
2: though. Like he got the he got the foul. Apparently. He took the charge while he was on offense, but. <laughs> Watch Jalen Daniels get
1: named the starting quarterback, and I just absolutely
0: croak this week. Oh, yeah. That's that's going to be what kills you, Jameson. Ty, what do you think?
3: Well, I committed to picking the same as y'all if y'all went all chalk. And uh, fortunately, you didn't, so I'm not obligated to go with Iowa State, this must be why y'all are beating Jameson and I. It was just locked up <laughs> here at the bottom, but <laughs> this one seems like so iron. clear. It seems so clear to me that Kansas okay. gets the win here. So if Iowa State is favored, give me the Jayhawks plus oh, man, I 250. Like, it, Bean is not good, but Iowa State is not good either. They haven't put up points on, like, any. I know, and- but they somehow win games. Like, they just win games.
2: <laughs> They I figured it out too. I, feel I mean, like.
3: yeah, but I just i I could see this one. I just I don't really ever have a good read on Iowa State. I feel like I have a pretty good read on Kansas. That's not necessarily an OU homer take. I've been right on most of their games this year. So give me the Jayhawks.
1: Let me tell you All something. Right. I have so much riding on this game now. <laughs> I have I have been. To back up, I need to be back on the bean train. And also, if Iowa State wins, oh, I'm gonna have to hear Bobby talk about Iowa State number three in the Big Twelve all next week again.
0: Hey, there. I might not be talking about them as number three. There's a chance I might be talking about them as number two. Uh, Let's move on to our next game. Jesus,
2: we are just ignoring the fact that like everybody right now is tied for like the top of the Big Twelve. Like the three conversation is it's when you
3: when you yeah. At this point, when you look at the Big 12 standings, it should just have a bunch of people tied for third. No one deserves to be one or two at this point. It should just be everyone's Everyone's tied for third. Championship game
0: canceled until people improve. It's like Spartacus. Everyone's like, I'm number three. I'm number three. Um, All right, let's move on to our next game. And uh, it's another top 25 matchup. Uh, look we got a, we got some spicy ones in the big 12 and this is definitely one of them mm. uh it's the 23rd ranked Kansas State Wildcats back from the grave it feels like they, they are on an absolute roll uh they're six and two overall and against the spread they're heading to DKr to take on the seventh ranked Texas Longhorns seven and one four and four against the spread still without Quinn Ewers horns favored by four and a half here you can find this one big noon kickoff 11 am Central on Fox. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like?
3: Yeah, I don't understand why people are sort of surprised by where K-State is at right now. Like this is K-State in their element, right? They had an out-of-conference game against a sort of maybe rivalry, I don't know, like local, but an SEC team, which inexcusable, but they lost. And then they dropped one game in conference. And then now they're a pretty strong contender in the conference. This is where they live within the big 12 is sort of in, they're going to be a fundamental team, you know, on a long enough timeline, you look at them year over year. This is where they live. Texas. I think a lot of people are going to look and say backup quarterback, you know, that, that really good. He's a bum. Quinn Ewers, is it playing? Oh my goodness. They're not playing Arch Manning. Is Arch Manning going to transfer to Michigan? Blah, blah, blah. All these like random storylines. People think Arch Manning is going to transfer now. Um, Texas, I think, Jameis and I were on board with this take last week. Hopefully we'll be on board with it together again. I think the offense maybe even continues to get better with the backup. I like the horns in this one. It's in Austin. You know, there's got to be some value to that. They don't have to travel. I think Texas is still a pretty good team. I'm actually pretty fond of how Sartre gets his guys to play in games sort of like this, not necessarily a sleeper game but um, not you know, a big, big marquee game. I like Texas by 7 in this one, so give me the horns. Double horns up, minus
1: 4.5. I'm going to pick Kansas State to cover this one. I think they keep it close. I don't think they're going to win this game, but I think they keep it within a field goal. Um, the just amount of momentum that they're playing with is you just can't stop looking at that whenever you're looking at this matchup. Texas side, yeah, they came out and they did what they were supposed to versus BYU, BYU on the road. Like I said, I'm I'm not buying it. Um, so give me Kansas State. Close game here, but Texas still looks good. Both sides are going to look very good. It's
0: going to be a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I think this is going to be a really, really good one. Um, thought it was going to be on an island. I'm not going to lie. Uh, I'm going to go with Kansas State here, uh, plus four and a half. And, you know, Sorry. if I could take I know Stunner, a uh, big, big fan of K-State here. I feel like the second we thought that things were, that it was going to be an OU Texas rematch, that is when we should have known that things were about to get very, very, very weird. Um, this feels like a situation where things get really, really weird. Chris Kleiman, excellent, excellent head coach. He's obviously revamped things. K-State's on a roll. This team, this program is literally the call an ambulance, but not for me program because they always look bad at the start. Figure it, figure it out, and I feel like this just feels like an upset. I'm just feeling it. I feel it in my bones. I feel it in my soul. I think K State takes this one going away, but for the purposes of the weekend spread, uh, K State plus four and a half is the play.
3: Go ahead, Blake. Put me on that Longhorn Island. I'm sorry,
2: Ty, but it's a ball not knower week, and there's two people on this podcast that are ball not knowers. It's Texas. It's Texas all the way. Thank Put Jamison in the cellar. He is not getting out of the speak <laughs> with some of his uh, with some of his picks. Case state good. I love Avery Johnson, like fast. They have a good run game. Not super, super great passers. We know that. But man, that Texas, that front seven on the defense is so good, so strong, so physical, something that K-State has not seen all year round. I, oh, yeah, this one, I just think even with the backup quarterback, I'm getting a little bit of value on UT. I think that defense is way too stout for Kansas State. I just don't think they're able to establish their game. I don't think they're able to establish the run as well as they think the two quarterback system although working now i feel like could hurt them whenever they're in close games like what you're going to do it's easy when you're just running all over teams you're doing great but texas is good on defense that's like texas is really good on defense and bobby was talking oh when we thought it was going to be ou texas yeah like i think texas is still going to be there i don't know if ou is so give me the longhorns i i I just don't think this is the upset that we're looking for in the big 12. So I think there's going to be some upsets later this year. I don't think this is the one.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, let's move on to our last game that we're picking. That's not the wild card. It's the game of the week. The one that everyone rightfully should be really watching this week. It's a massive game. Final Bedlam. The number nine ranked uh, ranked Oklahoma Sooners. uh, Seven and one overall. uh, Six and two against the spread. Heading to Stillwater, they're all stomping grounds to take on the 22nd ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. Pokes are six and two, five and three against the spread, and have been absolutely resurgent behind an incredible back, Ollie Gordon. Sooners favored by six on the road. You can find this one two thirty p.m. Central on ABC. Um, Blake, kick us off here. Who do you like?
2: Yep. This one. This one's so tasty. This one's so tasty. Give me Oklahoma State. Ollie Gordon's incredible. OU can't stop the run. It's as simple as that. I saw what I needed to see versus Kansas. Weak tackling. I don't care if it was cold. They just seemed like the Kansas running backs were just bouncing off of guys. The tackles OU were getting were shoving them somehow four yards, like four yards forward. I think Oklahoma State, it has that factor, OU leaving. I know there's a lot of controversy around whether that is or isn't, but that doesn't matter when it comes to OSU. I think six points is a little too much. I think OU can pull away, but this this OSU team, it looks, gr- it looks great now that they found their identity. Uh, I just, yeah. OU last week just instilled no confidence in me. We saw it against UCF. We saw it against Kansas. This feels a lot like the like the midseason champ type thing. Like Mississippi State was ranked number one in the first college football playoff poll. I think OU kind of had that in their minds. They they thought they were them. They aren't them. Gimme OSU.
0: I think this is a tough one. And it's usually a poor idea to bet against OU in Bedlam. However, just given the circumstances, throw the history out of it. Like, it is impossible to understand why OU is favored by six in this game. I don't understand what the odds makers are thinking. I think they just haven't watched Oklahoma State, or maybe have only watched the uh, South Alabama game and then seen scores. I don't – clearly they are, but still, it just baffles me that it is what it is. I think OU bounces back, but I think this Oklahoma State team is a lot, a lot better than people think. Um, especially with the injuries going around at OU, you know, Danny Stutzman on a, you know, injured ankle, you know, I, I think he plays frankly, you know, uh, venable saying to th- like, you know, two, two fingers crossed, you know, hoping that he plays still, you know, on day, what, four, some odd of a turned ankle. That's going to be a really, it's going to be really tough. Um, especially when you need your mobility to be kind of the number one stopper against Ollie Gordon here. Um, who I, I mean, there's no slowing that guy. He's been incredible. Um, I think Oklahoma can make this a really good, like can win this ball game. I think they will. I think if you make Oklahoma State a one-dimensional team, slow down Gordon, make Alan Bowman beat you. I mean, it's Alan Bowman. Uh, if you make if you make Alan Bowman beat you, you can win this game. But you also have to take risks. You also have to throw the ball down the field. You have to play big in a big-time rivalry game to win the ball game. Otherwise, you're going to look meek and get defeated by a crowd that is full of people wearing orange that want you to have your ass absolutely handed to you. You cannot pay, play meek in big games. I don't think OU does. I think they win the ball game. I think six is way too far. I think OU just squeaks by on this one. It's going to be a fight, a, just a rock fight, honestly, of a football game. I think Oklahoma State comes out, plays great, but ultimately OU off the bye week Wins the ball game doesn't cover, so Oklahoma State plus six is the play. But um, I think more more than anything, this this game was just kind of slated wrong by Vegas. So
1: sleeper agent
3: Bobby, what do you say, Ty? You think you think we got something here? It's known. I mean, it's known at this point. I just I, mean, I wonder longer... I wonder if Bobby's going to be on the pod next year because it's like OSU's not going to have a use for an OU sleeper agent. Hmm? Am I just pulling back to Stillwater? And also, one thing is, we haven't, we did not see the coyote.
2: Bobby might have just come up with a nice little convenient <laughs> excuse. To we never saw any and, damage to stop, the car either. He yeah, was just in still Yeah, in water
3: during homecoming. Bobby just my happened state, to be trust present. Me, my
0: state, my State Farm agent absolutely knows.
3: He just <laughs> happened to be present That's when OU lost. And he's like, "No, I have to go to this away game, guys." And then we saw him in Stillwater after probably collecting mm-hmm. his check.
2: Mm-hmm. Like for <laughs> he, what? Had
3: he had a he oh had a gosh. tarmac meet up at the gas station with gundy and he was like i'm proud of you so i'm oklahoma some... state will remember your service
0: <laughs> some sketchy activities going down at the smokey pokey
2: <laughs> i think so that's that's Clearly. the one I, it's there could have been coyotes me. all along that highway but it just happens to be one in stillwater oklahoma osu homecoming weekend seems things are adding up in my head so yeah. It would be pretty deep, pretty, pretty
0: I I would be pretty deep undercover, but uh I don't know. You His would because be you
2: up. don't know what you you would have no response if one of us that has your location is like, Bobby, what are you doing in Stillwater right now during OSU homecoming? You'd be like, uh I uh, I uh, hit a coyote. Uh, uh see, no, he that's, has a that's practice what, this yeah, that's what he needed because I know Bobby, if he doesn't have that documented live,
0: evidence of me being in Lawrence.
2: It Yes. Uh, conveniently on the way back. So we, we know what you're up to, Bobby. We know.
0: Okay. Well, r- regardless, Jamison, who do you like in this one? Uh, So
1: I've been back and forth on this one and I kind of got to thinking about it. And I think you're right, Bobby, about this Oklahoma state uh line, not being right, but I just got this weird feeling that, Oklahoma is going to do what they should have done last week in terms of their oh yes (laughs)
2: yes (laughs)
1: and and I've seen it this year already I think Jeff Levy overcompensates for what people say in the media about him I think he has his like thumb on what people are saying you can tell he like whenever we were saying air the ball out more after the SMU thing he did it I really think he's going to overcompensate and it might actually help here. Um, he's going to be more aggressive and put OU in more of a winning position. Now, the scary part is the defensive side of the ball. And everyone's going to say, like, can this rush defense stop Ollie Gordon? I hurt Danny Stutzman. You know, people are saying, like, in terms of just if this was any other week or any other guy, he probably isn't playing on Saturday with his ankle injury. But Danny Stutzman is not any other guy. He's going to give it his best. Kip Lewis is an honorable backup. I think he's really feisty, and he can get and plug holes really well. I think that we can sell out enough for Ollie Gordon and put the ball in the hands of Alan Bowman and get him on the run, which he can barely even move. I think that we have a decent chance to win here by a touchdown. It's still going to be close. It's still going to be a good game. I think Oklahoma squeaks out with a win. And get seven points, so I'm going to take OU minus six here.
2: Down to Alrighty. the dungeon you go this week,
3: Jameson. This is nice. I like this. That's fine. Let's go. Here's here's the thing. It's it's it sounds lazy. It sounds like cliche, but it, Ollie Gordon is really the key to this game. I mean, OSU is running him so much. He is putting up like 30 carry games. It, which is crazy. I just pulled up, uh, for example, I'm looking at Adrian Peterson's 2004 stats at OU, and he had a 36 carry game against Kansas State, but like he is averaging more carries per game than Adrian Peterson did in in 2004. Like, obviously, you know, OU had a pretty competent pass attack that year as well. Uh, we sent, I think, White was also in the Heisman ceremony with with uh, Peterson when when Adrian was robbed of the Heisman. Uh, because of Heisman politics at the time, not wanting to give it to a freshman, but it, he is, OSU was just so one-dimensional. I mean, that's the thing that they found that is, you know, causing people to sort of reverse their their ideas on him. Obviously, the quarterbacks play a part. I think Alan Bowman is, you know, fairly decent in, in the realm of college football, but I think if Danny Stutzman's not healthy and OU tackles like we did last week, you know, whether it was the weather or whatever else, this is going to be a rough game for, for OU. It's just, if we can't tackle, they can just give it to Ollie Gordon 30, 40 times, and they'll probably win the game because we, you know, probably won't give up big plays, but we won't be able to get them off the field. And then our offense is going to come out and have to try to answer with jet sweeps for some reason. And then we're going to try to send Farouk up the a gap for some reason. Um, And then we're going to try pass plays and, you just get those things where you go three and out because you just called three pass plays. And then all of a sudden here comes OSU for another 10 minute drive. So this one I think could be a very classic frustrating OU game where you just see the train wreck coming from a mile away and you have to wait three hours for it to play out when you already know what's going to happen after the first quarter. But I have to go Unfortunately, this really bothers me because I feel like I had finally separated from Jamison when he had that atrocious pick um In the last one, but I got to go with the Sooners here. I I think that we can shut down Ollie Gordon. I'm not that impressed by his stats, to be honest. Because like, what he put up stats? Okay, no, he put up. Oh, he had 30 carries against Kansas and West Virginia, and almost 30 carries against Cincinnati. Like, he put up 250 yards yards against Cincinnati. We didn't
0: have
2: anyone do
3: anything against Cincinnati.
2: Yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati actually is not decent good.
3: against OU. Against OU's run attack, yeah, it, one of the worst in the Power Five. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is what
0: Ollie Gordon is doing is impressive. You know, he, and he did it against it's West not. OU as doesn't well. have
3: a bad running attack because Cincinnati has a good defense. No, I I know what
0: I'm saying is against against. This is against Power Five competition. It's still
2: really good. It's still insane. I think. Mm. last week, we saw the signs. The signs were there, and I feel very, very good about this pick. <laughs> there, Ty. I mean, well, yeah,
3: no, we'll see. No, but no, I have the seniors,
0: so. okay, all right. Well, that's our pick for Bevlem. Let's move on. I to thought our there favorite. was a
3: chance
1: I was going to be an island there, so thank you, Ty.
2: <laughs> no, you should have put him on it, just sink him, just sink him to the depths. That's Boys are a lopsided.
3: Y'all boys are on lockstep, you know. I mean, he's it like worries ball me knowers. It, it worries me when I'm opposite OU picks with Blake because he's obviously the only one on here who can view OU like objectively. He has his big picks where he's all on the Sooner train, but then he doesn't have the obligation for the Homer picks. So that does worry me. But then if OSU is having to activate their sleeper agent for this one, that, that that shows me that there's some desperation there. So I'm I'm confident with the Sooners. All right, there we go.
0: Let's move on to our favorite pick of the week. I heard the brakes working. Because I cut the brakes. Wild card, bitches. Yeah. What? what? Oh, God. oh, God. Oh,
3: God.
0: All right, Ty, who do you like as your wild card? Uh, keep in mind, for those keeping track at home, you, you aren't. There's no way you are. Uh, the people who have pot of greeds, both Ty and I have used ours. Blake and Jameson both have pot of greeds, meaning they can make an extra wild card pick at any point for the remainder of the season. If they so choose,
3: well, they kind of have they, to. Ha- well,
0: they have to at by the end or else, yes. you know, they, yeah. Anyways,
3: Ty, who do you like? Let me tell you guys what, let me tell you guys what I've had a couple takes that I've had for a long time. And one of them I've realized I never really got to put my money where my mouth is. I love hater takes. I love when there's a chance when the stars align and I can bet against an absolute bum who people don't recognize is a bum yet. Some people recognize. Dabo recognized this and people hated him for it. But this guy is a bum. I'm, of course, talking about DJU. People say, oh, DJU is not that bad. Not that bad. He's at Oregon State. Damn it, this is mine. He's playing Oregon State opponents. Of course he's not going to look that bad you could put, you know, earlier year Dylan Gabriel at Oregon State, he would probably win the Heisman. I just have so much insider information with this. Right? Colorado, not doing good, right? But I've had my thumb on Colorado. I've, I've had a good pulse on them. I understand Dion has already reached the point where he's starting to blame the players. He, he, You know, he blamed the entire offensive line. That's not good for this take. You do not want your offensive line to quit on you. But – it's obvious at this point that Dion has only taken this job just to boost his son's stats. So I think they're going to be out there. They're going to be gunning it. He's got a son and then Travis Hunter on the defense, both in the secondary. I think they're going to play good in the secondary against DJU. Pick him off a couple times because he you know, doesn't understand how to play. People have to understand, right, Clemson is on the down right now. Like Dabo has been exposed as a bad coach, and Dabo was still able to get an 11-win season with the handicap of DJU at quarterback. So I think that this one is clear as day. And then I have to present this on the podcast because this is just too amazing. I used to work with this guy. They had to let him go because he didn't really do any work. Uh, But one of the things he did do was back in July on this post-it note, he wrote down his predictions for Colorado and it has not been incorrect yet. He called the TCU win he called the Oregon loss, the USC loss, of course. He called the Stanford loss. Like, two now, he has got it right, and he didn't know the lines at the time, but he's, his <laughs> score estimates have not been that far off. And he predicted that Oregon State would be a win. So I don't, I don't know if I, I feel that they're going to win this one, but you all have to remember, Oregon State is a 13-point favorite in this one, and I think it's clear that no matter what happens – Colorado is not going to lose by thirteen. Oregon State is not that guy. Give me the buffs plus thirteen.
0: Dang it. <laughs> I respect that. Like no, that was no such
3: straight. a
2: ball knower take.
3: How, like, did, that, you, that how, how did you? That look hard. at that one? How did you look at that one and not go, "Oh, Ty's going to pick Coach Prime and he gets"? To call I know. I know. You should it, Too is It would easy be I like should. it would be like UNLV playing San Diego State. And San Diego State is like a twenty-eight point favorite. You would have been and all. They'd right. be like,
0: "Well, I didn't know Blake would pick it." <laughs> and
3: I'm not <laughs> like fair. some. I I'm not
2: like some of these low lifes on this podcast that will choose other people's wild cards. So I uh, yeah. Kidding,
3: and Oregon, yeah. No, State, Everyone is welcome aboard the prime trip. Now, now, right? or,
0: or, Oregon State's also atrocious on the road. Like they are not good outside of Corvallis.
2: That's the unwritten rules about like about the weekend spreads. You don't but choose not, another one okay. All because of it, the rules it's are given. Unwritten. None of these yeah. rules are. Written it's an now. unwritten rule though because it gives the last place person a chance to get a slight. It's like the it's like a. Draft. You get an advantage. It's like you yeah. get a slight advantage. So I don't. I I go by the unwritten rules of the weekend spread. So I'm choosing a new one now. And we, slate is bad it is bad i'm not loving any of these games <laughs>
3: that's fair I, I will say like? air force army look good but it's a rivalry so you never know yeah that's yep i
2: was looking at that one too I so in Denver, it. too, which is interesting uh, So Jamison,
1: let's, let's take like? let's let's take a journey over to the sunbelt conference why don't we and let me tell you something oh no i was really oh, no. impressed with this troy football team last week Who just stomped on my boco the bobcats texas state this Troy football team's looking pretty damn good. And you know who they're playing? A team that I've been fading has been overhyped this whole season. This absolute whole season, it's South Alabama. South Alabama just lost to Louisiana. Like, what? Do you want me to say that again? They just lost Louisiana? Like, are you kidding me here? Yeah, the I, I'm not I'm not buying it. Um, give me Troy minus four at home tomorrow. This is a Thursday night game, 7.30 p.m. I like this one.
0: Yeah, I spotted that one myself. I liked it a lot, but I didn't settle on it. Um, So I'm glad glad I moved off of that one because I would have been a little, little salty. Great eye, though. I really do like that pick. But there is a pick I like better. And that lies with the Fresno State Bulldogs hosting Boise State at home, only favored by three. Now, Boise had a really good week last week completely clobbered wyoming and if you're looking at you know the whole oh you know boise beat wyoming wyoming beat fresno you know look the mountain west doesn't care about the transitive property the mountain west only cares about chaos and usually home teams having a massive advantage and i i feel like fresno this year has been pretty good they're seven and one boise's four and four I think the Bulldogs have a pretty solid advantage. These two teams are very familiar with each other. They usually end up playing each other in uh, the Mountain West Championship. I feel like we've seen a ton of these matchups. And ultimately, Fresno seems to usually get the advantage of these two, or uh, of Boise, every single time they play. So minus three at home feels like a really good pick to me. So give me the Bulldogs
2: minus three. Yeah, I was hoping one of y'all would give me like a good pick that I could just go against y'all. I just like felt comfortable <laughs> with. But, that is picking course. the same game, but it's not the game. It's the same side. You can You're have Boise, aren't you? Yeah. you? No, I'm not. I no. <laughs> I, I I like that pick. I'm, I'm Notre not Dame. That one. This one. Take just Notre Dame.
3: Put your money where your mouth is.
2: No, this one. This one feels a little. This one feels easy, just because I know the record says something about this team and it's not really the case Ohio State minus 18 and a half versus Rutgers this Rutgers team they're six and two they're both eligible but they really aren't that good like they, they they play slow they have a good punter to get good field position but they can't move the ball in Ohio State the one thing I know about them this year they don't have a dynamic offense but they do have a really good defense I don't think Rutgers can score on them like I just don't think Rutgers gets more than seven three points against it and i'm counting on ohio state i've seen them go up against maryland i've seen them go up against purdue bobby's kind of been cashing in on this trend all year long this team although these big spreads like in the past they didn't have a defense so these teams can kind of score on them they would score but not really separating the spread the defense is legit this year for ohio state like that's what makes me feel more comfortable about them. 18 and a half just feels like a steal with this one, even in Rutgers. I'm just going to go. This one just seems like it's boring. I don't I don't really want to watch this game, but this one's the one that you just check, check the box score, and you're like, oh, they're up 35-0 at halftime. Like, you feel comfortable about it. They still got Maserati Marv. They still, hmm. like, they got pieces on that offense that can go up against, like, Although they're, they might not be good against that top end talent. Rutgers is not a six and two team. Like they're just not a good six and two team. Like they just, they've been very fortunate. They played really sloppy, gotten some good results, but yeah. If I, if I would take Maryland double digit, like, or Ohio state against Maryland double digit spread, this one just feels like this one feels like a steal. So I'll they take just that find too.
3: a way. Yeah. Fading Rutgers feeling adventurous today, I see. Yeah, it's just Well, it's about winning, Ty. Was, yeah, winning. was, just, was UConn win. not fadable this week?
2: <laughs> Probably UConn, not. UConn plays uh, Tennessee this week.
3: <laughs> I also forgot the line. What's the line on that one? 35 like, and a half. 35. Ooh. Ooh. That is kind of juicy. I had, I had
0: considered... <laughs> just a total hater pick on South Carolina and going with uh Jacksonville State cuz they're kind of a wagon but that just like what it was what 15 and a half that just seemed like a little too much uh or like not not it felt like too much they needed to cover even though they'll find a way to just straight up beat South Carolina which would be hilarious it's a game both of them are the gamecocks which is a very weird like usually it's like oh they're both the tigers or oh they're both the wildcats but the gamecocks feels like weirdly specific
3: that there're two of them yeah, I d- it's it's kind of a weird because it's like state that's not a state versus like directional school. But the whole state is, in fact, a directional school. Yeah, because Jacksonville State's in
2: like
0: they're in like a really weird spot. They're not actually in Jacksonville, Florida. They're, the they're Jacksonville, Alabama state. Yeah, yeah. Which they're is Bama, weird. right? Very weird. Very weird.
3: I, look, you I'm going to say something so that's, that's going that's to Jackson. almost. Yeah. The, the, no, Jackson yeah.
1: State Jackson. is in Mississippi. Yeah, oh, you're right. So, wait, there, What we am I, all I all Jacksonville geography not knowers? Geography not
3: knowers. Uh, oh, shoot, you,
0: you oh, what am work. I missing here? There's another Jacksonville. Oh, mm-hmm. you're, no, oh, you're yeah, thinking yeah, Jackson I mean, State, which is in Mississippi. There are yeah. a lot of
3: Jacksonville's. It is in you, fact a common name. Jameson,
0: Jameson's crap. not SEC ready. He 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 has not, not memorized the Bojangles footprint nearly oh. enough. Um. But look, I got to say, like, and I'm going to say this, it's going to almost doom every single one of our picks. I really like this slate of weekend spread picks. This is a really good wild card selection. I like every single one of y'all's wild cards. Genuinely.
2: We might parlay them. Parlay them all. I don't want Stanky Jameson's picks on mine, but I love that. Stanky stanky
0: Jameson. What's wrong with the
1: Troy game? I I like the Troy. No, I actually like that Uh, one.
2: I like that one i I really like that one
0: um
2: i I wanted road road warriors this last month they've been on the road three times and are been like handily beating teams so Uh,
0: okay i i have one i have one thing before we go uh blake what and i know the line shifted we gotta stick with the original line where do you stand on iowa northwestern at wrigley field minus 29 and a half total where what do you like there
2: I always get cute. I always try to go the overs because I'm like, there has to be some defensive, some special team touchdowns that ruin this. And every time I do it, I get screwed under, under, under. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it. And the Rangers score. Yes. Okay. We have been no hit till the seventh inning. Seager big single Evan Carter double. And now Mitch Garver takes the boys home. We got one on the board. It could happen tonight. It could happen tonight boys.
0: Well, we better not keep you waiting. Blake Um, guys. Great, great show. We've had a absolute blast uh, today. Like this is, this has been really fun. Um, great run. <laughs> And I'm I'm looking forward to you know closing this year out strong. So, um, yeah. So we're gonna get to that uh, World Series game now. Uh, but on behalf of um, me, Jameson, Ty, and Bowton Blake, this has been the weekend spread week ten. Y'all have a great weekend out there, and good luck out there.